Hello, and welcome to the Candy Gibbs Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about upcoming events, this podcast, and for other resources, visit candygibbs.com. The next one, this is number five. This is called the Feast of Trumpets. Leviticus 23, 23 through 25. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the people of Israel saying, in the seventh month of the first day of the month, you shall observe a day of solemn rest, a memorial proclaimed with blast of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall not do any ordinary work and you shall present a food offering to the Lord. So very simply, the Feast of Trumpets, it's also called Rosh Hashanah, uh, Rosh Hashanah or the Feast of Trumpets. The three things that are important is it is a day of rest, so it's a Sabbath. They blow trumpets and they present an offering to the Lord by fire. So I want to read you Nehemiah. Chapter 7, starting in verse 73. So the priests, the Levites, the gatekeepers, the singers, some of the people, the temple servants, and all Israel lived in their towns. And when the seventh month had come, the people of Israel were in their towns. Uh, The seventh month is called Tishri. So this is happening on the first day of the seventh month. And all the people gathered as one man into the square before the water gate. And they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses that the Lord had commanded Israel. So Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, both men and women and all who could understand what they heard on the first day of the seventh month. And he read from it facing the square before the water gate from early morning until midday in the presence of the men and women and all those who could understand. I just want to reiterate that we are those who can understand. Um, You need to start giving yourself credit that you do have a teacher in the Holy Spirit and you can learn deep truths from God's word. And we are people who can understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood on a wooden platform that they had made for this purpose. And beside him stood several men. Zechariah was one of them. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And as he opened it, the people stood. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen, lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. And then several of the men, while the people remained in their place, they read from the book from the law of God clearly. And they gave the sense so that the people understood the reading. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites taught the people and said to all of the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept as they heard the words of the law. And then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink sweet wine, and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready. For this day is holy to our Lord. And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Israelites calmed all the people, saying, Be quiet. 
for this day is home, we do not be grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and drink and to send portions and to make great rejoicing because they had understood the words that were declared to them. So this, uh, when they read the word and, and a length of time had transpired prior to this of no reading of the word. And then it was rebirthed. Uh, and this was a very first time of hearing the reading of the word in that way for many of them. Um, and it took place on the first day of the seventh month, which is the celebration of trumpets or Rosh Hashanah. Instruments are used in several Jewish ceremonies, but the shofar is paramount, very important to the Feast of Trumpets. Basically, the Jewish people have two kinds of horns, a silver trumpet and a shofar. The silver trumpets were sounded by the priests when either burnt offerings or peace offerings were made. On the Feast of Trumpets, a priest with a shofar was added. The shofar is made out of a ram's horn. It's a ram's horn. So can you imagine why they wouldn't have wanted to use a cow, like a beef, some kind of that? Why? The Israelites probably, they couldn't eat it. They also didn't have fond uh, memories of calves because they had made the golden calf, right? So no calves. But what had happened that was significant about a ram in their history? Yes. Yes. When Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac, uh, right before he did that, the Lord provided a ram that was caught in the thicket that ended up being a sacrifice. So that is why shofars are made out of a ram born. Um, and that's the that's what they choose to make that. Um, so that is a significant part of Rosh Hashanah. So here are important things to know. The 10 days between Rosh Hashanah or trumpets and the next feast is called 10 days of awe. The next feast is Yom Kippur, which this is a very heavy, very uh, requires lots of respect. Um, during the 10 days of awe, it is believed that the, during this time, judgment is made by God based on the action of men. It's a very solemn time, so no ceremonies like weddings or uh, anything like that is forbidden during this time so that people can examine their lives. Prayers of repentance happen the week before Rosh Hashanah, and it is customary for people to offer up prayers of repentance for forgiveness before the days of all begin. So right here before this celebratory event, uh, they do lots of repenting and examining of their life because they know that this judgment is coming. And so before we celebrate the Feast of Trumpets, I'm going to get myself in order and I'm going to repent and focus on what I need to be changing because the judgment of God is going to happen over these next 10 days. There is something called the casting ceremony, and this symbolizes purification and casting off sin. Um, they recite certain scriptures that um, I can tell the several Psalms and some scriptures in Micah, and then they will go and 
get all of the lint or breadcrumbs that they can find in their pockets or homes, and they cast it into the water, representing that they are putting off sin. So they realize that we're moving into some serious days here. And so I need to be sure that I'm right with God, that I am examining my life. Um, the shofar is blown 100 blasts each day of Rosh Hashanah services because the Jews believe that it confuses Satan. The, the synagogue services um, that they have are the longest of the year, only surpassed by this next feast, which is called Yom Kippur. They can last five or more hours. So basically the amount of time that we've spent today will be one Rosh Hashanah length service. Um, the synagogue liturgies are focused around three themes. God's kingship, God's remembrance of his covenant with Israel, and the shofar. Other interesting facts about Rosh Hashanah, it is the Jewish New Year, and they eat sweet fruit to signify their desire for a sweet new year. A very common food is apples dipped in honey, and they would eat that um, on Rosh Hashanah or the Feast of Trumpets, signifying a sweet new year. So like we said, all of these spring feasts have been fulfilled. So the, the next one that is unfulfilled at this point is this feast, the Feast of Trumpets, which happens on the first day of the seventh month. <clears throat> Many times in the Bible, it speaks of men and angels blowing trumpets. But there are only two times recorded where God himself blows a shofar. Exodus 19, 18 through 20. The first occasion was at Mount Sinai when the Lord revealed himself from heaven and prepared to bring the nation under the old covenant. The Shekinah glory of the Lord descended with a fiery tempest and the, and the sound of the shofar. So you'll remember when he was bringing that first covenant and the Bible says that the people were terrified to go up the mountain so they sent Moses <laughs> they were like you go tell us what he says um, so that was a time when God himself blew the shofar and the second time Zechariah 9 14 through 16 then the Lord will appear over them his arrow will flash like lightning the sovereign Lord will sound the trumpet he will march in the storms of the south, and the Lord Almighty will shield them. The last occasion on which the Lord will blow the shofar will be at the Messiah's return. The Lord will once again descend from heaven with a whirlwind, the clouds of his glory fire, and the sound of the trumpet. So God's last trumpet is associated with the rapture of the church. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16-17 says, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. So, don't let me get ahead of myself here because this is the best one. 
Here is the incredible thing. Trumpets in Israel have three major uses. The trumpets gather an assembly before the Lord. That's in Numbers 10. Trumpets sound a battle alarm. That's in Numbers 10. And trumpets announce the coronation of a new king. That's in 1 Kings 1. So the last trumpet of God, which will be sounded at the rapture of the church, where you will be caught up in the sky to meet him, um, that last trumpet of God will gather an assembly before the Lord, being the rapture of the church. It will sound God's battle alarm against Satan, and it will announce the coming and soon coronation of the Messiah, and that would be Jesus. That's in Isaiah 2.17. So if Christ died on Passover, really the date, he was buried on the date of unleavened bread, he rose from the grave on first fruits. The Holy Spirit literally came on the date of Pentecost or weeks. Would you imagine that the rapture of the church would happen on a feast of trumpets of some year? I would be pretty willing to bank on it. And it is a two-day feast, so we wouldn't know if, you know, we don't know the day or the hour. We don't know the year. You hear people say, is it going to be a pre-tribulation rapture? Is it mid-trib? Is there no rapture at all? Well, I read your scripture at the beginning of today that says you were not appointed to wrath. Jesus wants us to take hope and encourage one another in our salvation in him. Passover means I get to come behind you and receive the gift you've paid so that judgment can pass over me, right? We have every reason to believe that it is our salvation and our relationship with Jesus that prevents us from having to fear the tribulation. So something else that is significant to me is this is the seventh month. How many years of tribulation? Seven. What day of these of this seventh month is the rapture, the Feast of Trumpets? The first day. It is at the beginning. I think that is significant. This is the only feast that happens on the first of a month. The first of a month is the darkest point of that month. Usually the moon looks like a sliver. It's the darkest, the least amount of light. This feast happens at the beginning of the seventh month, which in my simple understanding is just more added confirmation that I believe that the, tri I mean, that the rapture happens before the tribulation begins. I also believe the rapture is going to happen on a feast of trumpets because it would make absolutely no sense for a God of order and detail to fulfill every spring feast literally on these dates 
and then change his mind somewhere in there and not follow through with the rest. So this is significant. It only makes sense that the rapture will coincide with the Feast of Trumpets. So the Feast of Trumpets symbolizes the rapture. Thanks for listening to the Candy Gibbs Podcast. For more information and other resources, visit candygibbs.com.